What is up, everyone? I'm Ryan from Fireside Knicks, and we, instead of having to do some sort of Game 6 preview for the first round, we get to talk about the next round. We get to talk about the the Eastern Semifinals. Um, you know, we talked about it, obviously, in that Game 5 preview, you know, obviously what we would be talking about depended on that matchup, and thank God we won. It was a pretty convincing victory. Obviously, it wasn't, you know, a blowout per se, but the Knicks were in command for most of that game. Um, you know, from the start, they looked like they were firing. Um, there are some things from that game that we're going to have to talk about. Obviously, Julius Randle is the big story here. Um, you know, and with the Miami Heat, it's all about Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler has been, I mean, the reincarnation of prime Michael Jordan, prime LeBron James, whatever you want to call him. He's been unbelievable. Um, you know, dropping 56 points against the Bucks, and then, you know, dropping 40, I think, in that closeout game. And just, I mean, he was unbelievable. He's been unbelievable in this postseason. But there's plenty of for us to talk about. There's plenty of hype. This is kind of a throwback series. If you think about those uh, early 2000s, late 90s rivalries with the Knicks and the Heat, um, this is kind of a throwback matchup. It's kind of nice, honestly, you know. This feels like a Knicks team that is a straight from the 1990s. You know, when you think of those John Starks and Oakley and, you know, Ewing and, and all those guys, you know, you're, you think grit and this team defines that or it this this team's defined by their grit so with that being said big matchup first time the Knicks are in the second round in a decade you know Dylan how are you doing today my friend and how are you feeling again Knicks postseason basketball not just in round one now we're in round two baby right man I mean it's awesome round two I mean you know I was honestly convinced that we were going to have to do a game six preview I you know we said in our last episode that we thought Cleveland was going to have a strong chance to win that game and I mean the Knicks were just in control I mean they took that they won that game by 11 points and quite frankly were up double figures pretty much the entire game you know a lot of guys played well Jalen Brunson had 23 points two steals his efficiency was only eight of 22 because he had a rough second half but his first half was phenomenal so therefore it was enough to carry us to the win you know RJ Barrett had another good game 21 points seven of 13 and he hit two threes you know Manuel quickly had 19 points you know his shot he only went five of 15 but at least he got some points to go in you know like I said he needed his offense to step up a bit you know we'll take that obviously it's not the prettiest shooting game of his but you know we take it we move on it helped us get that win that was huge and you know like you said the big story was Randall I mean Randall had a great first half you know he had 13 points four rebounds six assists he was four of nine not the best percentage but you know you, you take it 16 minutes then he re-aggravated his ankle you know and that obviously kind of stung a little bit it was a bittersweet win because it was like oh no how bad is his ankle injury thankfully it doesn't seem like his ankle injury is nearly as bad as the first one that he suffered a couple weeks back at the end of the regular season you know there were some updates today pretty sure they were saying that he uh, he took jumpers at practice I did see that and they also said like you know they're kind of taking it day by day he mostly just took jump shots today didn't really do like a whole bunch in practice other than that I think he did like some weightlifting and some cardio but that was about it but it's an improvement you know it's a it's better than hearing that he didn't practice at all that's a huge thing right there so you take that for now, and hopefully by Sunday afternoon, we have good news that he'll be able to play, because quite frankly, they're going to need him against against this Miami team. I mean, you know, Miami is an eighth seed, but they upset the number one seed Milwaukee, so they're clearly no joke, and I'm sure, you know, a lot of that, of course, was Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, just insane playoff series. I mean, he said playoff Jimmy is not a thing. It's a thing, man. It is a thing. He's been doing this for a couple postseasons now. And, you know, I'm looking at the numbers right here. In the first round, Jimmy Butler averaged 37.6 points per game, 6 rebounds a game, 4.8 assists, 1.8 steals, and he shot 59.7% from the field. That is insane. That's probably the best probably the best performance out of anybody in the first round out of all teams that have been playing in the playoffs so far. You know, 
Looking at the rest of the Miami team, the next highest points per game in that first round was Bam Adebayo at 17.4 points per game. Jimmy Butler outscored his own teammates by an additional 20 points. That's insane. That's an insane carry job, right? But I mean, it was enough to get them over the edge over the one-seeded Bucks. And yeah, the one-seeded Bucks. You know, they, uh, you know, Giannis didn't play a couple games. He only played 11 minutes in Game One and then missed the next two. Probably helped Miami get the edge a little bit over there. Gave them a bit of advantage. But regardless, they still won the series. You know, the Bucks are now out of it. So now we got to play Miami and we got to deal with Jimmy Butler. This should be an interesting series. And you know, I guess I'm just gonna toss it over to you, Ryan. Here, what do you think the Knicks should do to kind of you know, attack Jimmy Butler a little bit. Like, what options should they throw at him defensively? And, like, on the offensive side, how should they try to attack Butler a little bit? What do you think they should do in this series? Yeah, so one of the big things that the Knicks are going to have to do is if Jimmy Butler starts going out and just torching you, here's the thing that confused me with that Buck series. They didn't just start pressing him at half court. Look, when Jalen Brunson went for 30 against the Nets, I don't know if you remember this, the Nets did not let him get past half court without getting swarmed, right? Um, they don't have Tyler Hero right now. I know he broke his hand. I don't know if he's coming back at all this series. I know that some guys really push. I know like De'Aaron no, Fox. They've already, ruled Hero they've already ruled Hero out, and I'm sure Oladipo is also out. You know, all right. He had that knee injury, so they're they're a little shorthanded. Yeah, look, Hero's not like a superstar or anything of the sort, but he's a good scorer. He he scores the basketball. He's one of their primary scoring options. He's on the court. Um, look, uh, no disrespect to Gabe Vincent, no disrespect to some you know Duncan Robinson, but if you have to ask me whether I'd rather double Jimmy Butler and force like Duncan Robinson to shoot a three with the game on the line, or uh, you know just let Jimmy Butler go one on one with someone on this team. Um, in the postseason, I'll take the open shot from someone else. Um, don't let Jimmy Butler take that shot, right? Um, the Knicks haven't let Jimmy Butler destroy them this year yet, so I have some faith, right? The, the Heat, this isn't the first time a Jimmy Butler-led Heat team has dismantled a on paper, superior Bucks team. They seem to just kind of have Mike Budenholzer's number, and they seem to really know how to stop Giannis. They get him to the free throw line, and he wasn't shooting well, and that cost them. Um, but for the Knicks, you know, you can't overlook this opponent. This isn't a situation where, like, hey, you know, yes to the eighth seed, I get it. And, like, yes, you know, outside of Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, it's not a great roster, but it's still Jimmy Butler. I would sit here and tell you that he has the, that he is the best player in this series, right? I love Jalen Brunson. Love him. That's my guy. But Jimmy Butler is the best po player coming into this postseason. Not even like a Donovan Mitchell situation where Mitchell was on paper the best player, but it wasn't too far apart. Butler's an elite defender. Butler's, a, you know, he just, he plays great basketball. But, you know, if he, if you can hold him to, if you can stop him from going out and murdering you, if you can stop him from going out and dropping 50 and having a historic playoff game, even if he gives you, even if he gives them 30, you know, I feel like like if you can hold down the pieces around him, if you can, you know, stop him from just gashing you, I feel like you have a good shot in this series. Uh, the Knicks played the Heat well this year. The Knicks competed against the Heat all year. They outpaced them for that fifth seed and the sixth seed. They were able to stay ahead of them all year. You know, I, I'm not saying I'm overconfident, but I feel like this team knows how to handle the Heat. It's just a matter of, um, you know, executing the game plan. I think the plan that they've had in place all year is there. It's just about execution. What do you think about that? Right, I mean, you know, like you said, you just got to find ways to stop Jimmy Butler. I mean, something I noticed personally in the Heat Bucks series, you know, they didn't really switch off Drew Holiday from Jimmy Butler, which they should have done. They weren't really doing that. You know, and the Bucks also don't have as many options, honestly, in my opinion, to stop Butler other than like him and Giannis. And for some reason, Budenholzer was not really switching Giannis back onto Butler. I don't really know why. I'm sure I saw Giannis say somewhere that he kind of wished he guarded Butler more often for those reasons. You know, and he's probably right. They should have done something about that. I think we have a few guys that we can throw at Butler here. You know, we have 
we have you know RJ Barrett when he's playing good defense he's match he can size up well with him he's about his size he can match up well Josh Hart is a very physical player that fits too we have Quentin Grimes who's a great defender Emmanuel quickly we have a few good defenders we can throw at Butler now do I think Butler's going to be like completely shut down no I do not think he's going to be shut down playoff Jimmy's a different breed he's going to get his points he's going to get all of his buckets he's going to do everything he can to try to carry this heat team you know this eighth seeded heat team that honestly barely got into the playoffs to begin with you know to the eastern conference finals you know they don't want to let the new york knicks take care of that you know and like you said you know the knicks have taken care of the heat this year quite frankly you know i think they won three or four games something like that randall obviously had his big game winner against the heat earlier this season you know, so there's the Heat are going to be playing with some vengeance. They're going to be looking to, you know, take care of the Knicks and show them that they're better than us. But I quite frankly think the Knicks still have the edge in this series. You know, I think our depth is better. I think, you know, just our overall team is better. You know, obviously Miami has the best player on the court in Jimmy Butler. But I do think our team's depth will be, you know, will cause the Heat's demise ultimately. But do, but can I definitely say they're going to win the series? No, because we don't know what Jimmy Butler's going to do. I mean, we I think everyone kind of concluded before the playoffs started that the Bucks were going to end up knocking off the Heat in like five or six games. And the Heat took care of them because of Jimmy Butler. So now everyone's kind of like, oh, crap. Okay, maybe Jimmy Butler can actually carry this team for a little bit. Do I think Jimmy Butler can carry this team to a finals championship? No, I do not think that. I don't think that's sustainable through an entire playoff run. But it was clearly enough to get through a playoff series. So you can't take your foot off the gas if you're the Knicks. You know, you, you had a pretty comfortable 4-1 series victory over Cleveland. You know, after game two, the Knicks kind of just took over. And you kind of had a feeling the Knicks were going to take care of Cleveland pretty handily. So now you got to go in, you know, just do what you were doing against Cleveland. Shoot the ball better, of course. But now you kind of gifted here. Because the Knicks could have honestly been playing the Bucks right now, a one-seeded Bucks team that, you know, quite frankly, a lot of people did not think anyone was going to beat, and a lot of people thought they were going to the finals. You're kind of gifted here because now you're playing a team that's an underdog, and now you have home court advantage in the second round as a five seed. That's not very often you hear that kind of stuff. So the Knicks have the advantage here, and they need to take adva- they need to take advantage of that advantage they're given. You know, so I guess you know to kind of pivot to the next topic here. I want to know here, Ryan, what do you think Julius Randle specifically needs to do better in this second round, you know, compared to that first one? Because that first round, he obviously did not play great. He looked like he got it going in that in that first half of the last game, then he tweaked his ankle again. So if Julius Randle does play, specifically in game one here, I want to know, what do you think he needs to do in game one to really get, set the tone and kind of get going in this series? Yeah, um, so one of the big things that you mentioned here was, you know, the Knicks have a lot of depth, and that could be a reason why they can beat the Heat, um, and actually, if you look at odds, uh, the Knicks are slightly favored, um, you know, again, this is going to be a close series, I feel like, you know, I don't think anyone's sitting here saying the Knicks are going to sweep Miami, that'd be nice, but I don't think that's going to happen, um, but, you know, a big thing, as you mentioned, you know, talking about Randall, talking about the stars of this series, you know, um, Obviously, you know, situation Randall, he did not have a great first round. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say he did. But am I going to sit here and say he's a playoff choker because he played through a series clearly injured um, and didn't put out his best performance? No, I thought he actually looked pretty good in game five until he got hurt. Like, he was four for nine from the field. He was de- throwing out dimes. I think he had like five or six assists. Um, I thought he actually played a pretty good game five up until he got hurt. Um, you know, I, I think he's going to be crucial for this series, right? You know, if... Not saying that you can't beat the Heat the way you beat the Cavs, but the Cavs are not, like, the, the, how do I put this? As you mentioned, you're not really stopping Jimmy Butler. Donovan Mitchell didn't shoot very well in that series. And I, and I remember saying, you know, you're not going to stop Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's going to go out and do his thing. 
I was wrong. He went out and didn't. I was actually very wrong in a lot of our previews because talking about that, I was like, you know, no one cares about that Heat Buck series. Everyone knows the Heat are going to lose. And the Heat won. Um, so I've been wrong a lot, right? This postseason has been very shocking. There's been a lot of twists and turns. Um, but hey, you know, if the Knicks are able to get not elite level performances, but just, hey, Julius Randle doesn't shoot like 20% from the field. Um, That'd be pretty nice, right? If he shoots, you know, if he gives you a solid performance here or there, gives you a couple big games that wins you. All, end of the day, you, it's just a race to four, right? You know, you just need to win four. You just need to win four before the Heat win four. If you can go out and do that, well, you're going to be looking pretty good, right? Um, look, end of the day, you don't want to overlook anything. I know that this is a historically significant matchup for the Knicks because, you know, for the first time in my lifetime, and if I'm not mistaken, the first time in your lifetime as well, the Knicks could go to the Eastern Conference Finals. And, you know, I don't care what anyone says about, well, that team's not going to beat the Celtics. That team can't beat the Sixers. That team can't beat the Suns. We're not there yet. We're faced, can this team beat the Miami Heat, right? With Julius Randle, if he can play well, I think they absolutely can. I think they absolutely will if Julius Randle plays well. I trust Jalen Brunson. Um, RJ's looked really good. I hope the confidence carries over. I feel like quickly didn't even have that great of a series. I don't think the Knicks had everything go right for them in that Cavs series. I think they just played great defense. Their offense was not there, right? They didn't shoot very well from the field. Credit to the Cavs defense. They're a great defensive team. I think that plays a part in it. Um, but if they can get somewhat better outcomes, which you feel like Randall and quickly are due for, I feel like you're going to be in, in the driver's seat in this series, but, um, I still think it's a close fought series. You know, what do you think about that? I, I think it's fair to say the Knicks, like defensively things went really well for the Knicks, but offensively, a lot of things went south. I think you're kind of just due for re positive regression here offensively. I don't know if I'm off the mark here. You know, what do you really think about that? Cause I know it's not just Randall quickly too kind of struggled. And I, and I think that that's something that's going to turn itself around. Right. I mean, like, you know. Obviously, all the stuff we talked about, Randall, that is, of course, assuming he does play in Game 1. My expectation is that he will play in Game 1. I'm hoping for good news over this weekend to find out if he definitely will. But, you know, we're going to kind of just assume he will because Randall is a workhorse. He will fight through injuries if he can. If he is able to walk, he's the type of guy who will be able to play through it. So we're just going to have to find out what they decide. But moving on to what you just said, you know, the Dick definitely did not play their best brand of basketball in the first round. I mean, they won that series 4-1, so you would think they did. But if you watched all the games, they definitely were not, you know, on brand. You know, the, a lot of offense inefficiencies, you know, a lot of guys shot below 40%. A lot of guys weren't hitting threes. You know, a lot of things weren't going right offensively, but defensively was phenomenal. I mean, they held Cleveland to under 100 points in all but one game, and the one game they didn't hold them to was the one they lost. But, I mean, nobody shot the ball well in game two, so, you know, we kind of just forget game two even happened at this point. You know, we won that series, so we don't talk about that. Other than that, the defense was phenomenal. I mean, you know, Donovan Mitchell was pretty much in a box in games three, four, and five. He wasn't really doing much. You know, Darius Garland had a rough series aside from game two. You know, you you could kind of tell it was his first playoff series. You know, Jared Allen, even he said, he even said, I saw a quote, he was like, oh, you know, I could, I could tell the lights were a little brighter for me. You know, he's like basically saying like, you know, the playoffs are a different animal. It was, you know, he's been in the playoffs before. It's not like his first playoff time, but this is the first time he played at Madison Square Garden and all that. You know, rowdy crowd. He played in a hostile atmosphere on the road. He, you know, it's a different environment. And I think, you know, do I think that'll like rattle the heat a little bit? No, only because they have Jimmy Butler. And I think Jimmy Butler is built for these kind of moments. But with that being said, you know, the Knicks just need to play their kind of brand of basketball again, you know. That first series, you got through with it. You got through with a win. It was a tough series. It was a hard-fought series. Very physical. Cleveland's a physical team. Shots weren't falling. A lot of things weren't going right offensively. Defensively, things were going good. So you want to keep the defense going. You just want to improve that offense a little bit. You know what I mean? So as long as they can get shots to fall throughout this series and have good efficiency, 
then they can come out on top and head to the Eastern Conference Finals, which is something I did not predict was going to happen one bit. You know, and right now they have a real path to not only the Eastern Conference Finals, but if I want to get really irrational here, they have a path to the NBA Finals. You know, quite frankly, they have proven that they can handle some of these top teams in the East. The only team I was truly worried about was Milwaukee, and Milwaukee is gone. Milwaukee's out of the playoffs now. The New York Knicks got further in the playoffs than the one seed in Milwaukee Bucks. So now it's wide open in the East. It is wide open, and I will not necessarily rule out anything. You know, I'm a big Knicks fan, so of course I'm going to be hoping they make the NBA Finals and win the championship this year. Do I think it'll happen? I'm not going to definitely say yes, it'll happen. I want to be realistic with that, but it's definitely not impossible now. It is not impossible. It is a wide open series. This is kind of a gift for the Knicks playing an eighth seed. You're playing an underdog. You're playing a team that is also undermanned. You know, they're missing a couple key pieces. you got to stop one guy. It's Jimmy Butler. If you can find a way to contain Butler to a certain degree and not let him average 37 points in the series, you could be in the driver's seat and win this series. That's the way I see it. What do you think about that? Look, end of the day, um, you know, I'm not sitting here saying that the Knicks, again, like, I want to clarify what I perceive as the Knicks confidence that the Knicks can play to their talent level and overconfidence. I don't I want to make sure that there's a clear line between the two, right? I'm not sitting here and saying there's a 100% chance that the Knicks are going to go out and play their brand of basketball. What I'm saying is I'm confident they can perform at their talent level based on their coaching, based on the, you know, the 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 makeup of a lot of the guys on the roster, the, the basketball IQ. I, I feel like it's there. I feel like they're a cohesive unit. I feel like they work well together. I'm confident that this team just has to play their brand of basketball to win, right? Like, you know, they just, that's really what it comes down to. Here's the two things, right? I talked about the offensive side of the ball. They're going to have some positive regression there. They're going to have some regression defensively. They're not going to hold the heat down to under 100 points in, you know, four of five games. That's not happening, right? Jimmy Butler's that good. Maybe I wouldn't say it's not happening, but it's very likely to not happen. Just like it's very likely that the Knicks won't struggle to get past 100 points every single game in the series, right? So, you know, balancing that out. If the Knicks get a little bit better offensively, right, even if it comes within the cost of, you know, naturally getting a little worse defensively just based on how the ups and downs of, um, you know, basketball goes or just, uh, you know, variance in general, we could talk forever about the concept of variance. The Heat and Buck series is the best example of this, right? Um, but if you were to put the Heat and they play to their talent level and the Knicks play to their talent level, I think the Knicks go out and win this series. And that really, that's really what it comes down to. Um, you know, if you want to ask me like a key player, really, like a guy who I think the X factor here, I think the obvious answer is Julius Randle. I think the second obvious answer is Emmanuel Quickly. But the third guy I would go with here is Quentin Grimes. How healthy is he, number one? Number two, can he shoot again? Like, if he can give me those that three-point shot. Again, this is not a team that, traditionally speaking, has always been a great three-point shooting team. I actually checked. After acquiring Josh Hart, they were actually a pretty good three-point shooting team. They, they shot well efficiency-wise. I'm not sure what the attempts look like, but I know efficiency-wise, they looked really good. And that makes sense. Josh Hart is an upgrade uh, on the shooting side of the ball. He shot really well at the Knicks in the second half. I, I don't know if you remember, but like he had like a 30% three-point uh, percentage with the Trailblazers, and it was like 50% with the Knicks for a while. Um, but, you know, being a better shooting team, being a team that can space the floor, if Grimes can play a part in that, maybe Josh Hart ends up starting the rest of the series. I don't know how this is going to go, but if Quinton Grimes can just provide you a couple, like two or three big threes, that's nine points right there. Do you know how nine, nine points decides a series? Nine points. I don't even, not even saying nine points a game. Six points a game will decide a series. Uh, undoubtedly. You give, you, you talk about a nine point net swing here. If Quinton Grimes can just, he takes... 
you know, a couple, he takes, you know, a few shots. Obviously, he's not going to shoot, you know, the way he was at the end of the year where he was taking a bunch more shots. He was one of the primary scoring options because Brunson wasn't playing and Randall was hurt. Um, but, you know, if he can go out there again, two or three big threes, that'll change the dynamic of a game. That'll change the dynamic of the series. Game one, super important. Home court advantage, as we mentioned. Game one is more important for the Knicks in this series than it was in the Cavs series. Because in the Cavs series, you were like, we're in Cleveland, give me one of two, right? In this series, it's like, we're in New York. They want one of two. If they get one of two, they're happy. If we drop one of two, we're not happy. So, you know, there's a lot of pressure in games one and two. And those, just Quinn and Grimes being able to go out there, if he could just hit a couple of big shots, you could put yourself in a position where you're up 2-0, you go to Miami, and now you say, we're in your house, we just got to grab one of these games, and we're going to head to the Easter Conference Finals. So those are my last thoughts there. I want to pass it to you, because I know you've got a lot going on with your, with what's going on with the Knicks. And of course, I mean, I see you as the basketball mind here. I'm more of the, uh, you know, I'll uh, I'll pound the desk and I'll get a little mad, or maybe I'll go crazy, but uh, you're the basketball mind here. Give me your final thoughts on this series and kind of predictions as well. Uh, you know enough about basketball too, man. You know we have good conversations on here. But anyways, you know, like you said about Quentin Grimes, he's definitely an X factor. You know, looking at his stats in the first round, he only played three games because he sat games four and five. But in the three games, you know, he averaged twenty minutes and he only averaged three points and he only took about three field goal attempts a game and he shot just eighteen percent. I mean, <laughs> that's not good. You know, flat out, that's not good. Most of his field goal attempts were three point attempts. So eleven percent from three, technically eighteen from the field. Not good at all whatsoever. You phase it out. It was your first playoff series. You get rid of that. Throw it in. Throw it in the trash. Don't ever look at that sheet. Don't ever look at that stat sheet anymore. You know. Don't look at that. Just forget about it. For Quentin Grimes, he needs to just you know, like you said, get that shot to fall. Take more shots and get confident. Because right now, you know, obviously his confidence probably took a bit of a hit. Playoff series, different atmosphere for him. First time he's ever been in the NBA playoffs. Whole different thing for him. Now he's had a bit of experience. Only three games, obviously, but he's gotten a taste of it. Now it's time for him to kind of, you know, really get phased into the offense a little bit. He was kind of phased out of it. You know, he only played 20 minutes, like I said. Josh Hart was getting a lot more playing time simply because, I mean, Grimes' shot was not falling. His defense was there. He averaged a steal a game, you know, and his plus-minus was actually plus 11 in total. But, you know, looking at all that stuff, you obviously want his offense to kick into because the whole point of him being on the floor is also to be able to shoot. That's why we have him out there. So, you know, looking at that, just get the shot to fall, you know, get confident, you know, take more shots, feel, you know, get in a rhythm. If you can get in a rhythm, then we could really be locked in here offensively because we already have a bunch of guys that can step up offensively and be really impactful offensively. I mean, we saw Obi Toppin in game five. He stepped in for Randall and got 12 quick points off the bench out of nowhere and pretty much catapulted us to that win. You know, it looked like we might have been in trouble without Randall for that rest of that game and Obi kind of uplifted us and got us into that win. So, you know, thank God for that and just, you know, that's what I want Grimes to start doing, you know, kind of just, you know, if the rest of the guys get cold, he's able to get in there and kind of, you know, get going and get become a flamethrower on offense. You know, we've seen Grimes kill the heat before in the past, so I want to see him do it again, you know, this time. I, I, I like what he's got. I like what he uh, can get matched up with in this series against Miami. I don't think their best defenders are going to be guarding Quentin Grimes, so I think this will be an opportunity for him to kind of get more involved in the offense a little bit. He won't have such a tough defender on him. So looking at that, I'm just really hoping, really hoping that he can get going. He's definitely an X factor. I'm really looking forward to what he can do. Hopefully he's healthy enough also. You know, I was reading today, they said like at this point in, this, at this point in his rehab, if all goes as planned, he's going to play game one. The expectation is that he will be back in the lineup in game one. Will he start or will he come off the bench? We don't know yet. You know, Josh Hart's been playing really well. In the two games Josh Hart started in, he played really well. And clearly meshed really well with Jalen Brunson and those guys. So, 
looking at that, they could really go either way with this. I know we talked about that a little bit in our previous episode of whether Hart or Grimes should continue to start. You know, honestly, like I said, I'll reiterate this point. It's a win-win. It's a win-win situation. You have two good defenders right here, and you got two guys that can shoot. You got two guys that can do all this stuff. Josh Hart's probably obviously better on the rebounding and passing and you could argue maybe he's better defensively but look but you know it's not like Grimes is a bad defender though Grimes is still a great defender fantastic perimeter defender so you know you, like I said it's a win-win it's a win-win situation but anyways those are kind of my final thoughts on it you know I just want to see Quentin Grimes have a good series I don't know if you have any final things to add you know to what we can see this series let's just hope for a good series really yeah, the one thing I want to add on, because you mentioned Obi Toppin, I feel so bad now. We talked for 20-something minutes, and I didn't mention Obi Toppin. I'm keeping it brief here, obviously. Obi, had a really good, I think he had a really strong postseason series. I'm really excited to see how he does in the second round. Um, he's another one of those guys. I, obviously, RJ's not playing for a roster spot. Obi Toppin might legitimately be playing for a roster spot next year, right? Like, there is some legitimate, like, hey, like, there was a lot of talk during the year of, like, just trade him, just get rid of him, and I was one of those people who were like, hey, you know, if you can trade him, yeah, probably should, but like, right now, he's really playing for roster spot, there's no backup power forward on the Knicks outside of Obi Toppin, um, that's a reason why they didn't trade him, they didn't, they, they weren't gonna just trade him for nothing, uh, they didn't have a backup to Julius Randle, and I, I, I love the idea of a guy on my favorite team, who, you know, I'm kind of down on, going out and just shocking the world, right, end of the day, we're Knicks fans, we're not fans of, uh, you know, we're not fans of Josh Hart only, we're not fans of Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, and this guy, we're fans of the New York Knicks, right, and we want these guys to succeed, I'm really excited for this series, look, I did not think we were going to be here six months ago, right? But now that we're here, I know we belong. I don't want to, like, I don't want to hear, no, I don't want to hear a, 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 we, you know, we're, we're lucky to be here. We're not lucky to be here. We deserve to be here. We earned this spot. This team played their tail off all year. And this team is, I hope, can go out and put up a fight and go out and win this series. I, I think this team should be expected to win a series like this or at least compete. You know, if you drop it in seven, it's going to kill me. But I'm not going to be upset at this team if they drop it in seven. But if they go out there and win this series, man, they have some, they have the chance to do something really special here. And I hope they take advantage of it. My prediction, I'm going to go Nixon. Give me Nixon six. Give me Nixon six. I think they close it out. Um, you know, I think they, they're going to close it out on the road again, right? I, you know, everyone wants them to close it out on Madison Square Garden. They seem pretty keen on not doing that. Uh, so I'm going to keep that going. Uh, what do you, what, what do you want? Do you got any last thoughts? Cause I know I kind of rambled a little bit here. Um, is there anything you want to say before we end it off? Not pretty much just, you know, I agree. Knicks and six. I think the Knicks will close this out on the road. You know, you said, you know, obviously you love to win it at, uh, at home. But, I mean, winning it on the road is kind of cool, too, because you're kind of just, like, sticking it right to them. Like, we just beat you on your home floor. Now you ha- now your crowd has to suffer with uh, with you guys. You know what I mean? So that's cool right there, I guess, taking it on the road. I like how they did that in Cleveland. And, you know, to bring up your um, your point about people calling it lucky, this team is not lucky to be here. I mean, they beat Cleveland 4-1 to in the series without shooting the basketball very well. Cleveland had a rough series, and maybe you could bring up the argument that Cleveland was inexperienced. There's not many guys. Okay, we we don't have as many guys that are experienced either. I mean, Jalen Brunson's very experienced, but then the rest of the guys, most of their experience is, is like about one round of postseason basketball and not much else. And it's not like they've really 
gotten a lot of experience in that, you know what I mean? This is Josh Hart's first playoff series. This is Mitchell Robinson's first playoff series. Two guys right there that have been extremely impactful so far throughout this postseason. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely not luck. <laughs> and Cleveland was fully healthy, quite frankly. You know, we just outplayed them. We outcoached them. I definitely think we outcoached them. And just, yeah, we deserve to be here. And I think this is a good series right here to kind of prove that, you know, we're not just, you know, a decent playoff squad. We're a contender. I think this is the good chance for them to do that. I think that's my final thoughts on it. You got anything else to add? Yeah, man, That's I think that's a good way for us to end this off here. Look, I know that this last segment of the podcast is kind of just us fanboying a little bit here, but end of the day, I feel like everyone who's a Knicks fan can kind of feel that. You know, that end of the day, I, I mean, this is different. This is not This is not what we're used to. You know, most, most times we would sit here in April or in May and we'd be talking about the draft uh, and, you know, who's available and talking about how we can hope for maybe this team to, you know, not suck next year. Um, and it's not that anymore, right? This team's expected to be here. The expectations are different. The energy is different. Um, and I hope we can continue that going. But if you guys want to make sure you guys know what's going on with the New York Knicks, we've got you guys with updates and everything. We've got you guys with podcasts frequently. Make sure to like, comment and subscribe turn on post notifications so you guys know when we post you can check out our twitter instagram and our tiktok and of course you guys can check out our personal twitter accounts they're above our heads we tweet about a bunch of different things not just nicks i know you guys are a little bit worried about aaron judge or maybe you guys want to know what's going on in the nfl draft you know sometimes i devi- deviate and tweet a little bit i will never tweet about the islanders though unfortunately i can i do not know hockey uh but with that being said thank you guys so much for checking us out let's go Knicks, baby see you guys in the next episode peace out